Welcome to the Adventure Audio Podcast. This one is just Tyler and myself. We're talking about the Women's Tour de France, the Tour de France Femme, which uh, happened last month. It was super, super exciting. We have been neglectful in uh, circling around and having a conversation about that. And also the new National Cycling League, which is a really interesting development in pro cycling. So a quick chat about those things. And we also say at the end of this episode that we are uh, renewing our commitment to try and get a more regular podcasts and published on a more regular schedule, at least weekly. So in an effort to do so, sometimes it will just be Tyler and myself. Sometimes I'll have a guest if we're able to schedule one. So it'll go in different directions, but in order to continue to have stuff to talk about, we'd really love to hear from you on that. So adventureaudiopodcast.gmail.com is where you can reach us and uh, influence the content of the show. So give us some suggestions. We would love to hear from you both about uh, just feedback about the show in general, but any direction that you would like us to take it in terms of training or anything else. So hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Statebicycle.com is where you can go to visit State. Uh, they are have been bringing you the podcast now for a couple of years. We love State Bicycles. Check them out uh, and check them out on Instagram. They do so many cool different things. Uh, on social media. They've got uh, Climbing Fixed Up Mountains with Pros on their YouTube channel. They're an absolute blast to follow, but you can also stay uh, up to speed, of course, on what they're coming out in terms of new products and stuff, which is great, but just a lot of really fun, good stoke in the bicycling community from State Bicycle Company. So check them out. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Wheel Science, who you can visit at wheelscience.com. If you use code Adventure Audio, that'll give you 10% off a set of high-performance carbon fiber wheels for whatever kind of bike that you're riding. Peter does it all at Peter Coombe at Wheel Science. If you're not sure what you should be doing, if you're not sure about rim depth or any other factor spoke count, Peter would love to chat with you about what exactly you're going to be using these wheels for uh, and where you see value in wheels and he will come up with a recommendation based on that. So it's at wheelscience.com, code adventure audio for 10% off. And lastly, the podcast is brought to you by Hammerhead, who you can check out at hammerhead.io and their Karoo 2. So the Karoo 2 is the most advanced cycling GPS on the market today. It's got industry-leading mapping, navigation, and routing capabilities that set it apart from other GPS options. It's got free global maps with points of interest included, like cafes and campsites, which means you can explore with confidence and on-the-go flexibility. It's got a touchscreen display that's intuitive and responsive, and it's in full color, so it's a lot more like interacting with a smartphone than a GPS device. That's what I've particularly loved about it. Um, it's uh, it feels like I'm using my iPhone, so it's very very easy to use and just have it have it right there at a touch. It also has all kinds of customizable options, and you can very easily connect it to your smartphone. So you're getting notifications now right on heads up rather than having your hands busy. So if you use code Adventure, you can actually get a free heart rate monitor right now from from Hammerhead. So visit them at hammerhead.io with code Adventure, and you when you order your Karoo 2, you will also get a free heart rate monitor. The Karoo is already an incredible value, so that just makes it that much better. So we hope that you can check them out. On to this episode of the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And one more reminder, hit us up. We would love to hear from you. It's adventureaudiopodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot me a message on Instagram too. It's pete.hawk, so P-E-T-E dot H-O-C-K. Thanks again for listening. I can see you now. Video's back.
Okay. Okay, what's the role so we can get out of here at uh, 9.45? Yeah, sorry. I got like, like 10 o'clock important call I gotta be on. All good. So we've been meaning to catch up on the Tour de France um, for a while. We haven't we haven't uh, been able to do that and catch up and stop for a minute. So here we are. We'll we'll, we'll start there. That's a great place to start. So um, it was definitely fun to follow along. But the most exciting piece of news to me was that the viewership was gigantic, and uh, like I think it blew away all expectations and was just got rave reviews. And it was like really hotly contested, like every stage looked like it had a whole lot going on in it. So I'm sure it's going to be back and it was just a roaring success. Super cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hats off to uh, what Zwift for, for you know, sponsoring the race and the Tour de France for putting it on. It was really like four weeks of the Tour de France, right? You know, we, we had three weeks with the men and then a week with the women. Uh, viewership was like off the charts so you know was it a success absolutely i think uh the, some of the biggest complaints i read was uh there wasn't a time trial and and i think you know adding like a alp d'huez stage to it maybe in the, in the future and maybe adding some a, f a few more days maybe 10 days or two weeks at some point hopefully someday three weeks why not why not but women's cool. cycling has really been climbing the charts over the years finally finally I mean, it still has a ways to go, but it's, you know, it seems like, I don't know, five, six years ago, it was, it was so hard to even follow women's cycling. They just didn't, didn't write about it, couldn't watch it on TV. It was really, it was, I don't know, I felt really bad. And, and it's, it's nice to see it uh, being recognized now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing racing to watch. And uh, yeah, it Chapeau. is because of the way that the sport is shot when you're as a viewer like it's just as it's every bit as exciting to watch it's not like it's um like absolutely whole difference between what's happening right i mean there it's it's little people in lycra wearing helmets moving around on a road it really i mean it really doesn't matter what the, the drama is all created in the closeness of the racing and and sure. all and the battle for all the different jerseys right sure sure so i mean sometimes the women's racing is more, more exciting for sure for sure yeah. Did, did you hear yeah. any as to why they didn't have a time trial? You know, I didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I think they've got to add that in because there's just like in men's cycling, there's some powerhouses of the time trial and that, you know, they should have their day to shine just as the climbers would or sprinters or anybody else. Right. Yeah. And it's the Tour de France. You got to have at least one time trial. Right. So I'm sure they'll I'm sure I'm sure next year they'll have a time trial, you know. But yeah, lots to look forward to. It's awesome to see, and yeah, you know, finally, finally, it was like what thirty. They had their last women's Tour de France. It was I think in nineteen eighty four or something. So yeah, so yeah, so a long time, a long time. So yeah, yeah, and a huge kudos to Zwift. I mean, they take a lot of heat recently. I know they shrunk some staff, and there was like, it's weird with a software business, right? Like they have to, especially if you're pioneering your space because you don't have any concept of where your landing pad's supposed to be or where competitors come from. So you're trying to target that stuff. And, you know, I'm empathetic to the, to the difficulties of growing up and scaling a business like that and, and getting it sort of right. But I do think that their hearts are in the right place. And Absolutely. 
We talked about this, I think, with Celine Yeager like two years ago, that what an opportunity there is for for some company to step in and make a big splash in women's cycling. And and Zwift did it, and they deserve all of the attention and credit that they got for it, I think. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. And uh, yeah, lots of people, are organizations right now are struggling. It's kind of, it's kind of the... This is the time right now, so I'm they'll go. I'm sure they'll get back on their feet. Yeah. yeah. So and then, speaking of uh, growth in cycling, the National Cycling League has been launched recently, which is, you know, interesting, right? Yeah. It's difficult to. I think it's awesome because I think that the space is like so controlled by so few. Uh, there's so many cyclists, though, and we've seen like the total change in the way that 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 races can happen because of the gravel scene and the mountain biking scene where we see mass participation. So there's a bunch of pros like contesting the race up front, but then there's a whole bunch of age groupers and like, it's changing a little bit, but slowly, but the, the way that other sports are unionized and stuff, I've always found really interesting, especially since we've become friends because I am so much more aware of what it's like and how, how uh, sort of precarious your career is the whole time. Right. Even if you're successful, you're constantly on a 12 or 24 month, world right so it's been sure and riders have a sense have had no power for it seems like generations or one or two or three or four riders have some power but the rest of them are just clinging on even though they're wildly talented so i think that the whole system seems like ripe for a change but um but and this might be it or this might be like the uf usfl right like who knows at this stage but you know you don't know unless you try right so and hats off to them for, you know, throwing this out there. It's going to start in 2023. And, and there's still a lot to be known to figure out how it's going to all work. But I think it's uh, men's and women's teams, right? And representing a city, uh, you know, way back when that uh, there was the NCL in 19, I think, 95. And I was officially on the Boston Banshees. Is that right? I never <laughs> did a race, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you, I wrote my trade team. Which was what uh, Montgomery Bell, which was the postal team, and then I raced on an NCL team. Yeah, yeah, um, and they held races all over the country. Yeah, I was on the Boston Banshees. Yeah, I so uh, yeah, what? it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. I think it lasted a year or two, and then it faded away. So hopefully, they've um, yeah, they can learn some lessons and be successful this time. In what yeah. format of racing? But, yeah, Criterion racing, Criterion racing is so much fun to watch. It's a great spectator sport. And, you know, Criterion racing versus like the Tour de France is like two, two different animals. Completely. Yeah. yeah, it's like the it's difference between. Fun to watch. You get to see riders 50, 60, 70 times, you know, cruising around. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So yeah, it's I, like I always like to watch a good crit, you know. Sometimes when you do it, if, and if it's in the right at the right venue, it's like great, great, great spectating. It's yep. not even if you don't even if you don't like the sport, you know. I remember uh, collegiate nationals were in Boston in 1993, and the Criterion was like downtown, um, downtown in Cambridge, Mass, just outside the city, and it was just super on a Sunday afternoon, and we there were so many people there for a college race, you know. Just because, like, we you you can bring the race to the people, and you know that's what's great about crit racing. You just need like a half mile or mile circuit. 
Right, like it's so much easier to organize too, right? From a as like speaking as a race director, I'm not putting together giant road races with huge road closer closures, but I can really imagine, like, but a print race you can do it in an industrial park or a little piece of downtown, and you can fit all that stuff in. But you know what I think gives them an advantage to previous iterations of this kind of idea is uh, well, first of all, print racing can be just the beginning. They can they can grow into other all kinds. There's National Cycling League. It's an ambiguous name. They can do all kinds of racing and stuff related to cycling. But I actually think that the big change in sports betting could be an advantage over previous generations because crit racing seems like the kind of thing that people would like to gamble on. It really does, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I think they do that in Japan on the track. What's that? What's that thing? The Kieran or something? Yeah. In Japan? Yeah. But then they got to lock all the riders away. You know, so they don't get bought off. So there's the, there's the dark side of it. You know? That's true of every sport, right? Isn't it? For sure. I mean, ultimately. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, for sure. like going to be those kinds of risks and people like a guy got suspended in the NFL this year for betting on games while well, he was injured and he was betting on his team. So like it wasn't, you know, sure. it yeah. wasn't evil motivations, but you really got to separate those two yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. But we we can't make gambling go away. And I, I mean, I don't gamble on sports, but it's, holy cow, it's yeah. become a gigantic business. Well, it was always a gigantic business. It's now a gigantic legal business in most places. And uh, I actually think- Yeah, I'm not a big could, fan of it. I'm not a big fan. I think I, a lot of people lose a lot of money. Oh, it's not, it's not my yeah. jam, but can it, uh, I mean, it's grown the NFL, right? I mean, people huge, gambling- Huge. Fantasy and- and uh, just even weekly results and stuff like that. Like it's, it gets, it gets casual fans to be more interested if it's like 20 bucks a week or something. Right. So a lot of people can keep a healthy relationship with gambling and a lot of people can. Uh, sure. It's, it's not a bag, but I yeah, actually think. Betting yeah. I think from a growth perspective, it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. There's betting on uh, cycling over in Europe big time. Is there? Yeah. Big time. Yeah, so I, I think that that's, uh, you know, look, they can't they can't overlook any advantage they can get in terms of helping themselves grow. So it's a business, and unless they're thriving, the yeah. athletes aren't going to benefit, right? So hopefully, I really hope it works, and I hope it attracts a lot of talent and stuff and, and uh, just creates one more place that young riders can consider going to, right? Like, there's more than one avenue to, to be successful. We've already seen that change a lot. Like, in your generation, it was... If you were on the road, it was get to Europe or kind of bust, right? Yeah, now, you know, maybe we have the NCL. You can use that as an avenue. We have gravel. Um, I don't know. This kid in uh, the Volta, Jay Vine from Australia, yeah. he he got noticed on, I think, the Zwift Racing Academy or something like that. He did. I don't he even know what really that is exactly, but I've heard of it. But, like, yeah, that's... He, so awesome. he won it. Back to back stage. Yeah, two stage wins in a grand tour off of Zwift. Like, yeah, unbelievable, right? Like, there's there's these talents that are laying dormant here and there, and they just need to be discovered. Like, it's absolutely amazing that that happened. But it's like, it's it's like somebody becoming famous on YouTube because they're an awesome songwriter, right? Like you you could be in, there's lots of awesome songwriters who never got to make a living as musicians because they never got like that moment where it's so much easier to become discovered now right so if you have a a seven 
0.0 watts per kilo, you don't need to go and like, you just need to get noticed on Zwift and somebody's going to come and pluck you up. And I mean, it's not that easy, right? But like, like it changes. But it's great. A, yeah, now you have other avenues, right? Before you had to have a lot of luck. Like, I mean, I had many different times where it was like cross shows and I was like left or right, left or right. And I, I picked left and it was the right call. Looking back, like, whoa, if I went right, done. You know, right. or right. career trajectory. Like you, there's a lot of politicking I'm imagining and all of that kind of stuff. And to have that, some of those things stripped away and have it be more about talent is, and look, he still needed to go do it and he needed to have the bike handling skills and the pack skills. Oh, yeah. and, like he's obviously a huge talent. It's almost amazing that he wasn't somehow discovered, quote unquote, a little sooner than that. But what a cool story. Super cool. But yeah, sometimes it's just getting the lucky break, you know, with, the, with getting on the right team or just knowing the right person. So, yeah. yeah. So when the fall yeah, this comes, is nice. Good, good for him. Really. Okay. It's, a, it's a cool story. Yeah, super cool story. What was that, Pete? Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, we should try and get him on the podcast once that'd be great the season wraps up yeah yeah we'll hit him up in the off season yeah 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 so speaking yeah. of that um we we were just talking about off air just the other day that uh, we want to try and actually um podcast a little bit more and and we've we've had times where we're kind of missing a week here and there and it's we know it's not the end of the world and we've always been open about that we'll get there when we get there um and our listeners are patients and it doesn't matter if we take a week off and stuff but we're going to try and be a little bit more consistent even if it's just the two of us but people please reach out uh give us adventure audio podcast at gmail.com send us send us stuff you'd like to hear us talk about or suggestions for guests uh but even topics that ty and i can just wrap through if you have questions about training or if you have questions about just whatever hit us up we love hearing from you um, so we're, and we're going to try and commit to getting something out every week and then also guest episodes too. So we're going to try and hit you up a little bit more often, but give us some content ideas. So please reach out. That's, uh, that's what we wanted to cover today. Pete, thank you. Have a good weekend. What are you up to? You too. Yeah. We'll get this one out right away and, uh, we'll catch up next week. See you buddy. All right, buddy. Another quick reminder on where to find us. That is uh, Pete Hawk, P-E-T-E dot H-O-C-K on Instagram. You can message me there. Uh, you can also hit us up at Adventure Audio Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.